1: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan in studio. PD is joining us live from his in-laws' basement in Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, and we are <laughs> and we are thrilled to be joined today by Florida Hockey Now's. George Richards, who covers the Florida Panthers, because there's been a big blockbuster trade that went down late on a Friday night, really out of the out of the blue for a lot of us and, and, and an odd time for a trade, let's just <laughs> yeah, say.
2: Especially for George, <laughs> yeah. like 11 p.m.
1: Yeah, right. Especially in the East, it was late for us, let alone <laughs> the East Coast. So we brought George in today to break it all down. Welcome to the PhD Next Coyotes podcast, George. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What's going on? George, we, we're going to get to that that timing uh, in a, just a minute, but Petey is in his in-laws' basement right now, so I got to ask, Petey, is this a permanent thing?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, this this trip across the country is getting way too damn long. Just I want to say, get me home, but I see the temperatures are finally below hundred in Arizona today, so I might start making my way back. ready. I'm, I'm <laughs> uncle,
2: we're ready for you to come home. George, I'm the topic of the trade. Let's let's get to that first. Let's just get to the uh, details. What were you doing, where were you, and how did you manage uh, to cover this trade when it went down, I believe, at about 11 o'clock at night, your time?
0: Well, believe it or not, it was Friday night in South Florida, and I was at my sister's house watching a movie with the kids. (laughs) I had taken off my – I had put my phone on the counter I had taken my Apple Watch off, and we were just watching Ghostbusters. And I get up to get a glass of water, and I look at my phone, and I got a message from Calgary saying, "Hey, can we talk about the trade with you?" And I'm like, "What trade?" Uh, so uh, yeah, I kind of missed the whole thing. I mean, you know, you know, it's it's my fault because I should have expected a major <laughs> NHL block to happen at 11:15 on a Friday night in the last week of July I mean I should have just you know dumb me
2: exactly you know oh I figured my my,
0: my work day was over but you know but uh luckily a uh, Colby guy who works with me at Florida hockey now was trying to reach me couldn't get a hold of me and was like you know George is you know somewhere else I'm just gonna write this thing and publish it and thank goodness he did because I, I'm like I don't have anything to write with it and I look, oh, it's already up. Okay, well, we're good. I'll tweet this out.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. That, in a nutshell, is the life of a beat writer. <laughs> that's it, right? You're yep, never off. Fun. You're in never like, allowed
0: Vancouver. to be off. Mm-hmm. Right. When the Florida Panthers traded Roberto Luongo at the Vancouver draft back in 05, whatever it was, yeah, that was, you know, 11 o'clock Miami time. And we were in Vancouver running to go talk to Mike. It's just, you know, that happens. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, let's get to the trade itself. Um, it happened pretty quickly after Matthew Kachuk informed uh, – Matthew Kachuk as an RFA informed the Calgary Flames that he would not be signing a long-term deal with the Flames, which was another hit to Calgary at the time, at least, in the wake of Johnny Gaudreau's move to Columbus. Um, so talk to me about how this trade went down um, – just give me the give me some of the behind the scenes things that maybe we haven't heard that you can share about how how all this went down and 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 what it looked like from Florida's angle.
0: Well, from the from the from in talking with Bill Zito, it sounds like it went like this: last weekend, uh, Matthew Kachuk's team tells the Flames we're not resigning. Uh, he had one more year left under team control as an RFA, but he would not sign a long-term deal. So now the Calgary flames are scrambling a little bit. Um, according to what I was told, there were three teams on the list, Florida being one of them. Um, and apparently last Wednesday was the first contact that the Calgary flames had with Bill Zito in Florida. Um, and Zito said he didn't think it was even possible. He was like, what? Yeah. Matthew, Matthew could Right. What, what do you want? And uh, at that point, the ball starts rolling because Calgary kind of knows Florida's about it. Maybe St. Louis is in the mix, but it's pretty much Florida or St. Louis from what I've gathered. Um, And and that's where the ball gets going on Friday. uh, Matthew Kachuk is in New Jersey at the shore with his family. They're celebrating Brady's engagement. And uh, he's told by his agent, also his uncle, Scott Osler, do not, go anywhere without your phone. We got something cooking. It looks like it's Florida. He gets a fax, sign this contract. It's a new eight year deal. It's with Calgary, but it's going to Florida. And that was that. Um, and, uh, you know, Scott told his told told man, apparently don't tell anybody this thing's going on on Friday afternoon. First thing he does is go upstairs and tell his whole family. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so just one of those things where it was bang, bang, bang. And, uh, you know, for on Florida side, just talking to Bill Zito. Um, as I've been reporting, Florida was going to sign Jonathan Huberto to a long-term extension. Anything else you're hearing that, oh, he wanted too much money and all that, he might have, but he had a year to sign this deal. Something Mm -hmm. would have been worked out. Uh, They were going to sign Jonathan Huberto to to an extension until this came about. The Panthers basically trade Jonathan Huberto for Matt Kachuk, younger player. That's the contract they would have given Jonathan Huberto now that Kachuk's got it. That's that.
1: I think, you know, I, at least I've been guilty of this. You just hear the Matthew Kachuk trade. So you're only thinking about that side of the trade. But like you just said, they gave up Huberto and not just Huberto, but Mackenzie Weger right. also, which, you know, he's, you know, a good young player. So I'm curious, what is the the local reaction among the Florida fans and the Florida media to this? And do, do people feel like Florida gave up too much?
0: There is that thought. I mean, yes. I mean, because you you gave up. A Jonathan Huberto, a franchise leader in just about everything but goals. That's Sasha Barkov. He has that, but Huberdeau's the franchise leader in everything. He's been here since 2011. Was drafted here in 2011. Started here in 2013. Uh, a Florida Panther lifer, right? And that's why you think he would have signed a long-term deal here. Whatever was going on with the, he would have signed here. Um, but you also give up Mackenzie Weger. Now, if you look at it from a, you know, from from a, you know, from us, we're hockey people. Um, The Panthers were not going to sign Mackenzie Wieger next year. If they were going to sign Jonathan Huberto, they were not going to sign Mackenzie Wieger. So basically what you're giving up is a year of Wieger. You would have used him as your own rental. So he goes now. So you lose a year of him. You gave up a prospect, which, you know, we don't know what's going to happen there. And then they give up a protected 2025 first-round draft pick. So. Florida does seem to give up a lot, but truthfully, they gave up Huberto for 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 Kachuk because they couldn't coexist. The money wouldn't have worked, um, and you know you gave up a year of Mackenzie Weaver So it was a steep price to pay, but it was a price the Panthers were willing to make. And with weeks with Meeks making three million and uh, and Huberto making six. That equals the nine million you needed when you're re when you're signing uh, Matt Kitchuk to a uh, six-year deal, an eight-year
3: deal. So jo- George, you got a team just coming off the president's. Oh,
1: PD, yep. we lost your volume.
3: See, I bumped my mic. See, sorry, George. <laughs> you're coming off the Florida team with their best season ever on points of the president's trophy. And that the most common theme is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You've changed the coaching staff, and now you make a blockbuster trade. Does Bill Zito feel this team is better going into this season? He hopes it is.
0: I mean, because you got to think Florida will be more, a little more defensive next year, even though they just lost to Mackenzie Weger. Um, you know, when you've got a Paul Maurice coming in here, uh, that Florida may be better. Um, on on defense than they were, even though maybe the the parts don't look as good on paper, because that is a weakness. You just gave up McKenzie Weger at a very nice term at $3.25 million. You gave him into that trade. So you lose him this year. Um, Long-term, the Panthers are going to be better, but they think that they're going to be, you know, they haven't, they've they've run into the Tampa Bay Lightning the last two years in the playoffs. (laughs) Um, They actually looked better against Tampa last year than they did this year. Uh, and that's what they're looking at. They're looking at. They want to be a Stanley Cup championship team. Um, they feel like a player like Matt Chuck translates better into the playoffs. okay and uh, th- that's what this move was made for. Some people down here, I mean, it, when you ask about this market, some people are like, oh, the Panthers are just like the the Marlins. It's a fire sale. It's like, what are you talking about? this this they just got a a, a top ten top fifteen player, yeah. You know, so, I mean, hockey people know what, what this kind of trade was about. But as far as, you know, some fans, it is what it is.
2: Let me follow up on something you just said. Uh, when they when they take a look, when they put the microscope on that playoff performance, and granted, you're playing a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, so that's no easy task anyway. But when they put the microscope on that series in particular, did they, in fact, say, we need more edge? We need the kind of thing that Matthew Kachuk is going to? to bring to this team. Yeah.
0: And I think they did that last year as well. Um, And that's why they brought in Sam Reinhardt uh, last year at the draft. Um, I I think so. I I think they watched the playoffs and they saw how teams played and how Florida played. Florida did not react very well to what Tampa did to them in the second round. There was no adjustments. Um, They get swept in four and their best game was game four. Um, You figure Matt Kachuk can score from anywhere on the ice Um, He plays a different style of game, but the points are going to be there. If you look at, you know, he and and Huberto's numbers this past year, they're they're pretty darn close. Um, So, yeah, they wanted that toughness. They wanted a little more edge. That's another reason why Paul Maurice is here. You think he's going to bring a little bit more, a different defensive style. The Panthers got, what, 121 points last year. Paul Maurice said, well, everybody expects next year we're going to get 122. Truth is. He knows they're not. He's a veteran coach. He can handle that. Um, you know, that questions. well, you guys were worse this year than you were last. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> going to be. The Florida Panthers were historically good last year in the regular season. This is about the playoffs. This is about, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs and eventually trying to win the Stanley Cup. So um, that's what Bill Zito's got on his mind, and that's why he's making these moves. would have been. But it would have been very easy, right, status quo. Look at what we did. Right. Run it back. Run it back. Yeah. And and last year wasn't good enough.
2: (laughs) Which is what may happen here with the Phoenix Suns. Um, (laughs) I want to ask you a two part question here about Kachuk, his fit there. First of all, it's fun to imagine the possibilities playing with Sasha Barkov and and whether it's Carter Verhege or Sam Reinhardt, let's talk about that. And then in terms of marketing, in terms of, you know, with a franchise that obviously has its own challenges being out in sunrise, we, we understand all the challenges the Florida Panthers have here in Arizona. How can he help in that regard, and how will they utilize him in that regard?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the team's been here almost 30 years, and we're still talking about growing the game, right? I mean, <laughs> um, winning grows the game and building, you know, and they're building, they're building ice rinks all over South Florida, just like they're doing um, in the, you know, in, in the Valley. So, you know, that's, he, he says he's excited about that, about being part of this. And, you know, the Panthers are moving all their operations to Fort Lauderdale on the east side of town, about two miles from the beach. Mm. Players are excited about that. Um, So yeah, they're still going to play the games in sunrise. That arena is not going anywhere, but as far as, morning skates and practices, they'll be, you know, a, you know, about a mile and a half from where the players live. So they're all excited about that. Um, listen, Jonathan Huberto did a lot to grow this game down here. And, and, you know, so does Sasha Barkov. He's very big with the Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, which is located in Hollywood. Um, and Jonathan Huberto did some stuff like that. And I'm sure Matt Matt will join in. So, you know, it's an exciting time for the Panthers. And, and again, we're, we're dealing with a market. I'm not telling you guys anything people down here don't even know where Calgary is, much less who Matt Kachuk is.
3: So
0: <laughs> they're going to have, they know everybody here knows Jonathan Huberto. So when you say how'd the fans react, it's 90% negative because it's a player they love and know <laughs> yeah. and another guy that they've never heard of. And that's, that's just South Florida. I mean, you could say that about if the Miami heat acquired somebody, Oh, I've never heard of him. He plays in Arizona.
2: Uh, does, you does he
0: haven't heard of him doesn't make this a
2: good deal so, does he fit with sasha though is that a good I fit in your will. mind yeah.
0: yeah the fact your question yeah i think he does and i think he's going to play there um but who knows paul maurice may switch things up i mean you don't sometimes you don't want to heavily load up that line he'll be on the first power play unit with sasha for sure i would think he starts the season on the right side with carter verhage on the left but Matt Kachuk can play on the right side or the left side, so that gives you options where you can move him around a little bit and, and do a number of things. So, um, we'll have, we'll just have to see how it goes, but it, it's exciting because he gives you versatility and he gives you, you know, a lot of different options.
1: I, going back to something you said before, I think in the press conference today, Matthew Kachuk said like he feels like he brings a level of swagger. To the ice and off the ice. And he's hoping that will help him connect with Florida fans and help grow the game. So I just thought that was an interesting comment. Yeah, they're going him. to love him. They're yeah, great. absolutely. Once
0: they see him play, they're going to be like, oh, this guy. This guy yeah, yeah, absolutely. God,
1: um But transitioning to another question, is there a concern that the Panthers don't have any first round pick for the next three seasons? Or is that yes just not no. where the team is right now?
0: Yes and no. I mean, we saw the Detroit Red Wings trade away, you know, their their picks, you know, all those years. And they found guys, they found Hall of Famers in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. That's what Florida's going to have to do now. They're going to have to replenish. They're going to have to replenish their uh, their their system and all that through smart work, bringing in, you know, maybe somebody cut loose by another organization that they scouted that they had on their list. Those guys are available. Um and, and if the, if all things go the, the way the Panthers hope these draft picks are going to be in the twi- late 20s and 30s anyway so that's a sec that's really a second round pick. Yeah. Um, next year Montreal has Florida's first round pick and it is not protected so if the Florida Panthers fall off the face of the earth and uh you know finish you know fifth in the Atlantic they're in trouble because now Montreal has a nice draft pick out of that but I don't think anybody expects that to happen.
3: In your conversations with, with Kachuk and, and hearing what is his plan over the summer and when is he making the move to to Florida? Well,
0: he was uh, – as as I walked out with him to the elevator, he had he was going to meet with a realtor here.
3: <laughs> <Wow>. I'd waste <laughs> no – I tell you what, George, waste I'd waste no, no time. time either. Getting to no <laughs> so, so, Florida. I mean, he's a guy
0: he, – yeah, he lives in St. Louis um, – St. Louis in July and August is not the best place in the world, yeah. I wouldn't think. Just watching all those St. Louis Cardinal games over the years, and they're like, it's 132 degrees. he's looking for that beachside place in Fort Lauderdale ASAP.
3: Yeah, that life change from Calgary to to Florida, yeah, is going to be massive. And one last question for me, George: What does this team have to do to get past the Tampa Bay Lightning?
0: Well, age may play a factor in that. We asked—I asked, I asked uh, Matthew about the, about the lightning uh, today, and he was like, "Listen, they're still the—you know—they're not still the champs, but they're still the team. They've been to the, the finals the past three years. They've had the Panthers number in the playoffs, not in the regular season, but definitely in the playoffs the past two seasons. Um, and that's the team that the Florida Panthers measure themselves up against and have to have to beat. I mean, the Atlantic is is, is a bear of a division." Um, and it's not just Tampa Bay. It's also Toronto. It's also Boston to a lesser extent, but you've got Ottawa now coming up. You've got Buffalo is improving Detroit. You know, they're going to be good. Um, eventually with, 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 Steve there. Um, so they know they've got to beat Tampa. This move was made in, in a lot of reasons because of Tampa, because of what Carolina has done because of what other because you got the up and coming New York Rangers the Florida Panthers see what the east looks like and they want to be not only a part of it they want to win it so it's going to be very interesting to see how the eastern conference works its way out through this because there are a lot of good teams on the east side of the the NHL
2: George the NHL doesn't have a lot of great rivalries. The, the league itself has done its part to kill some right. of them, like the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. Um, sure. We saw the Battle of Ar- Alberta. We also saw the Battle of South Florida. But how how would you describe that rivalry? What What's it like? Is is it heated?
0: Yeah. And it, it, you know what? It really, even though for years they were pumping it up and there was like, yeah, all right, well, whatever. It's Florida and Tampa. And there's a, <laughs> you know, a Citrus Series trophy that nobody, or the Governor's Cup, some dumb thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there really was when those two teams play because they play so much in the preseason, they play so much during the regular season. There was a different edge to it, but traditionally it wasn't really a market until last year when they played in the playoffs, they played eight times. I think because of COVID and preseason and postseason in the, the calendar year of 2021, the Panthers and lightning played like 20 times um, oh, when you, when you count all the games in the calendar year, of 2021, Um, that creates a rivalry among players. And that's where it's important Um, because South Florida and Tampa Bay are two completely markets Uh, we don't, uh, neither one cares about the other. Uh, But the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay lightning rivalry does seem legit. And uh, you know, these battles in the playoffs has taken it to a, to a completely different level. Yeah.
1: While we have you here, I have to ask because, you know, we're a Coyotes podcast and people here care a lot about Jacob Chikrin, who is from Florida. Yeah. And I know he is a name that over the year was rumored to possibly, you know, Florida as a destination. Obviously, Florida has made this huge trade, given up a first round pick, which is kind of what's been rumored that Bill Armstrong would ask that there's barely yeah. any first round picks up to give. But if Jacob Chikrin were to become available again, do you think Florida would be in the mix at all? Or do you think that ship has completely sailed?
0: I think it's sailed now. I think they would love to have Chick down here. His dad works on the TV broadcasts. Um, the Florida Panthers are the team. He grew up watching, um, you know, last year for the first. I know you guys have, have had homegrown players, you know, a lot of those in the NHL. But last year, the Florida Panthers had their first homegrown player play for them in Chase Prisky, a kid from Pembroke Pines. And he played with Chick uh, on a couple of those junior Panther teams and all that. Uh, so, Um, Florida would definitely love to have a regular and, and, and a player like that too. Um, not, not, not to mention just the South Florida ties. I just don't see how it could be done. Right. They've got no draft capital. Um, they would have to give up all their prospects and a couple, I, I, I just, I think with Chick, with, 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 with Arizona, um, there is not a no trade. There is not a, you know, Chick, Chickren does not control this. They now, you know. Kachuk controlled where he was going to sign long-term. He kind of controlled the narrative. Uh, Jacob's got three years left on his contract. Um, he doesn't really have a say over where he goes. So Arizona's going to get the best deal possible. Uh, when in, Whenever they decide to do it, uh, they're going to get the best deal possible for Arizona. And they're not going to just say, okay, give me a list of three teams you'll go to. They're going to be like, bud, you're gone. This is what we got for you. So Um, or maybe you just keep them. I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen there, but but Florida would love to be in it, but they're not going to have anything near the off to offer what other teams.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, um, I'm going to take a look at the uh, schedule and see if I can figure out a way to get down there, or maybe you'll, maybe you'll head out this way for uh, an Arizona matchup at
1: the, at the Tempe, at the (laughs) ASU arena. I I love coming out
2: there. Everybody wants to see the ASU arena, right?
0: (laughs) I mean, all my places, I got all my places in Glendale ready to go.
2: There
1: you go. George, thank you so much for joining us. This is great insight, and we really appreciate your time. So thanks so much for coming.
0: Good talking to you all. Thanks, Thanks, George. Thanks, George.
1: George. Thanks again to George Richards from Florida Hockey Now for joining us. Great, you know, behind-the-scenes insight of the trade that I couldn't even process it because it Mm. happened so late, and I literally was walking out of the movie theater and had a text from Craig about it. That's how I found out. Um, Just, you know, an unbelievable blockbuster on a friday night in july
2: yeah and listen there's there's there are coyotes connections to this name obviously with keith having played here um the the contract stuff even we've talked about this right there were there were contract holdouts for keith kachuk pd you were there for those as well you were around for all this stuff so yeah and brady uh, runs in the family yeah (laughs) i it's it's an interesting move I, i i do think that florida gave up a lot and there were reports out there that the other offers for Matthew Kachuk were nothing like this offer. So did Bill Zito overpay? Well, maybe, but you just heard George say, and surprisingly to me, they weren't going to sign Mackenzie Weger uh, To be honest, if I'm looking at those two players, he might be the guy that I look to re-sign rather than Jonathan Huberto in, sp- in, in spite of the points, mm. but that was the reality. So, you know, that the Florida made the decision to get, in my mind, the best player in the trade, right, in Matthew Kachuk. But credit Brad Trilliving as well for making something out of a really, really tough situation. The Flames were backed into a corner. They didn't have a lot of trade options. Look, as he said, when you're an RFA and you tell a team you're not going to sign long-term, you have a lot of control over where where you can go. And then your agent can work behind the scenes to tell teams, hey, you know, you're pretty much the only game in town, so... It makes it even tougher on a general manager to strike a deal, and yet this is a deal where there are really, really high-end pieces going both ways. You just don't see this kind of trade very often in the NHL, let alone late in July.
3: Yeah, I think for for me, Craig, there's so many facets to this trade. First of all, I was incredibly surprised at what Florida gave up. You're, you're talking about a team that won, had 122 points, wins the President's Trophy, and is maybe, I don't know what the piece is away from a Stanley Cup. They just got to get over Tampa. To to, to lose the pieces, Mackenzie Wieger is a high-end, right-handed offensive defenseman. He's fun to watch. He transports the puck extremely well. He is a guy that they're going to love in Calgary. Like, that's something they've missed in Calgary. And Huberto, I, I, he averages more points per game than Kachuk right now. He's just about a point-a-game guy. Like, he is... I's 29. Kachuk's what 24? Is that the difference in age? Kachuk yeah, is 24. It's a significant yeah, so
2: difference in age. Yeah.
3: Significant difference in age. Kachuk had more games by the time he was 24 than Huberta did when he was 24 because he played two years a junior. When I look at this trade, you for me, this is I know I, you go to draft Kingsley and we'll get there next. It's a win for both teams. Their odds of winning the cup both went up, which is unbelievably rare. Calgary's gonna have a hard time getting players. And Brad Schilling went on, on notice last week saying, Hey, there people are being too hard on this market, too hard on this franchise. The reality mm-hmm. is they play in a bad hockey rink. It's old. It's, it needs to be updated. The city was so close to getting that deal done. The difference between Edmonton and Calgary and what they did in their facilities, Edmonton knocked it out of the park. Like yep. they, they have a premier facility and players got attracted because of McDavid and premier facilities. Calgary needs to update that rink. Brad Trilliving can't build a rink. He can build a hockey team. So what did he do? He made the best of a bad situation. I think he has really good players here. I really do. And they're both talking about Weger and Huberto are both talking about signing long-term contracts now with Calgary. Now, whether they do or not, I don't know. They both publicly have said on Twitter that they're both interested in those long-term contracts. So I I think Brad Trilliving did an outstanding job turning a, a negative, bad situation into good. Now, can Matthew Carry the load and get them farther than Huberto did? I guess time will tell.
1: Yeah. I was curious to see the odds, and you mentioned them, PD. So now, playing up the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Florida has the second best odds to win the Stanley Cup, plus 850. Behind Colorado. Behind Colorado, yeah. who's still plus 400. And then, as for the conference winners, uh, Florida is tied for first for the best odds to win the conference with the Leafs at plus 450. And then, division, uh, the Pacific, the Flames have the second tied for the second best odds to be second. yeah, second two set plus two seventy-five and Atlantic, Florida has is tied for first with Toronto at plus one ninety. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see how the lines shift with trades like this. And like you said, it was interesting to see the reaction to both teams' odds. Um so if you want to get in on some of these features, you can also bet on the president's trophy winner. Uh, Florida tied for second odds plus 700 um, on there. So lots of stuff you can bet on on DraftKings, even though it's not hockey season right now. There's always stuff, um, not just hockey, but you can bet on baseball that's going on right now. Tons of stuff, as always, so be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you haven't already, use the promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: By the way... um Matthew Kachuk's odds to win the Hart Trophy are plus 3,000. Immediately behind him is Jonathan Huberdeau at plus 3,500. Ah, that's that's oh. good. That's a good Interesting.
1: Right yeah, that's a good little tidbit. Um, Craig, I know that a storyline that came up a lot associated with this trade is, for some reason, Coyotes fans are stuck on the idea that, A, Arizona wasn't in on this, which I don't know why they would be at this yeah. point, but also why Arizona never has been in on Matthew Kachuk, and that's something that... Both John Chaika and Bill Armstrong have not gone for. So, what what, what do you have to say about that well, side of it?
2: It's it's true. Let's let's start with the, the the draft because first of all, he wasn't available, or it was Brady. I'm trying to remember now. Matthew Kachuk was not available for the for the Coyotes, right? That's correct.
3: Was he? he was picked the pick yeah. before, yeah. by the Ottawa. Uh, oh no, Matthew. Oh, that's, no, Brady. No, that's Brady. That's Brady. Matthew. Back
1: in the draft. Jeez. We're, We're like have, so prepared. Have, yeah,
2: I was, and then I, I, I blanked it. <laughs> Just had a, but here's here's the thing. In, in terms of this year with with Matthew Kachuk, a lot of people asked me if they were in on him. You know, some people asked, "Okay, can you accelerate the rebuild by getting a Matthew Kachuk?" That's the mistake that the Coyotes have made so often. Granted, I I would argue you you never had a player of that caliber that you were talking about adding to the mix. But there are so many holes on this roster that. It just didn't make sense to pursue this at this point. The other side of it is Matthew Kachuk wasn't coming here. I know there were some reports out there that said, oh, he might be interested. I did read a couple of those. It's not true. He had a short list of teams that he was willing to sign with. The Coyotes were not one of those teams, and you can completely understand why. It's not a slight on the Coyotes, but let's be honest a player of Matthew Kachuk's caliber who wants to win right now and has a chance to basically pick, you know, the contender that he's going to. He's going to come to Arizona in the midst of a rebuild. That's just nuts. Who's going to do that? It doesn't make any sense. Go ahead, Petey. You did some research, no, I, right?
3: I just did. the. Yeah, yeah, we just went back to the 2016 draft. And of course, I did my research because I'm in Iowa and I didn't plan very well. I did the wrong Kachuk because that was but the But you were draft still right with what happened. Hate. But it was, yeah. It Calgary available. had the sixth pick in 2016 and they picked Matthew Kachuk. Arizona had the seventh pick right after and they picked Clayton Keller. With the seventh pick the next year. no, he was never available. His brother was yeah. never available. And who knows? Revisionist history, who who would have gone where. I, I with Craig to Craig's point, when you put this kind of pressure on an organization to leave and to get out, you're not coming to the Arizona Coyotes and playing at ASU for the next three years with no opportunity of making the playoffs or winning. You're not. And it, I mean, I I'd love to see a Kachuk in this in a play for the Coyotes again. And you know what? Never say never, never
1: say never. Never truly. say
3: never when it's the Austin Matthews, Matthew Chuck <laughs> Brady Kachuk, they'll all come back when this team is playing at the, like at the new building TV in Tempe. USA.
2: It's interesting that Brady signed the long-term deal in Ottawa though, but Matthew didn't want to stay in Calgary. I, I mean, yeah, that that first of all, Calgary's arena, I mean, I I, I have nostalgia for the Saddledome, but let's be blunt. That place is a dump. Well, it's got it was flooded, too. Underwater TD. Yeah. Underwater, ten, ten rows up, underwater, underwater. during the floods a few years ago. That place needs to be replaced so badly. So
1: at least the ASU arena will be brand new. I'm glad no, you said I'm it saying. about Brad
2: too. Like, right? He, it's not his job to build an arena. He can't do anything about that. But yeah, it impacts whether players want to be there. So yeah. get it done, Calgary. Or you know what? If you're not going to get it done, if you're going to keep saying, "Oh, they've got a suitable arena," or you just can't come to an agreement, well at some point the nhl might look at that market and say hey it, it's got to happen or else something else might happen
3: yeah and that's a great city and Brad brought that up too I and mean, we we've traveled to calgary many 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 times it's the denver of the north i mean it's similar weather you got the skiing it's great you got the mountains love it Close the arena there. after being that de- devastated by floods it's they were able to rebuild a lot of the lower level areas including the locker rooms but They need more and it's so, you don't want to see this. It's, it's hard. It's going to be hard to attract free agents to Calgary. It just is unless they're a Stanley cup champion and then it's easier to do that. We talk about winning. I like this move for Calgary. I think getting a lot of assets, and, and let's look at it. They lost, they lost their their two top scorers in in Johnny Hockey and Kachuk, and I go, gosh, this team's going to really struggle next year. Well, now you bring in a guy that can provide offense, and you got someone that can transport the puck up the ice from the back end, and I still like, I still like their goaltending. So I, I think this was a must move for Brad Treleaven the Calgary Flames. Had to do something that they came out on the, on the positive side on, they did. I'm really curious on the other side of this trade. What is Bill Zito doing for this franchise that did get the league best 122 points? What does this say? Bringing, bringing in one player, you're losing two. Like there's a lot of pressure on Kachuk here this year for me mm-hmm. in Florida. He has to perform And this team. Hasn't been out of the second round since they were in the Stanley cup finals. They need to get through this second round. And I don't know how, Toronto's Toronto's going to be outstanding, but I I don't know their path. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very, very hard for this Florida Panther team to get through the second round. You know, and George
2: downplayed the loss of the first round draft picks, but I, I think there's a lot of pressure on Bill Zito for that fact as well. And not necessarily because of this trade, but because of this trade in the context of what he did before it, when you go get Claude Giroux and give up a pick, when, when you give, get Ben Sherrod and give up a pick, you don't have those – when you build a roster like this and you know you're going to be capped out, you need those high-end players coming up through the system that are on cost-controlled salaries to replenish your ranks. And when you don't have them, like George says, you have to get really creative to find those players. If, if Florida doesn't take a quantum leap in the next couple of seasons – there's, There's going to be a lot of pressure on Bill Zito for these moves that he made. Cause he's, it's almost like he's pushed them all in and said, we're, we're going for it right now. Is it, is it too early? I don't, I don't know. You love to see this as a fan sometimes to have a GM that really wants to go after it. But I don't know, man, when I, when I look at these moves, I, I'm not that's, sure this was the best decision.
3: That's why you look at those trade deadline deals for Giroux. And do you know how many draft picks they have the next three years in the first two rounds? Two. <laughs> You know, I mean, the Coyotes have 11, (laughs) right. I have 11 picks in the first two rounds over the next three years. Florida has two, none in the first, like it's, it's, I don't know what they're going to do. And and that's the concern when you do those big trade deadline deals like Giroux and now you're paying for it and you're paying for it for what? The next decade, this team, this team has to win now or, uh, oh, for me yeah. because yeah. they're, they have nothing in their cupboards Now mm-hmm. they gave up all these assets. So I'm, I, they have to win with Kachuk and they have to win now.
1: Yeah, um, something else Kachuk said in his press conference today, which I watched on double speed 20 minutes before our show. Because um, <laughs> I
3: forwarded to Leah like
2: 20 minutes before the show started.
1: <laughs> but two things. One, when he sat down in the press conference, he looked out and you can't see the, the crowd, but he said, I don't know who said Florida doesn't have a lot of media because there's a lot of people here. Um, so that was cool. And then the other thing was he, he actually talked about being born in Arizona and growing up in St. Louis and because someone had asked him about getting to return to play hockey in the United States as an American born player and just what that meant to him and and he talked about just the importance of having markets in those cities to help grow the game and mm-hmm. and he just is really looking forward to to being part of growing the, the game in south florida so i always like that just you know yeah. as we we're covering a sunbelt team and i like seeing the success of that so um i'm glad that that's on his mind as well and florida. also look at
3: the state tax structure in florida yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no, none do you see the, the tax structure in Calgary? Whoops. Yeah. yeah
2: Florida has been the other one of the other, you know, redheaded stepchildren of the NHL. So it's cool to see that if you put a winning product on the ice, even though you have the arena challenge, by the way, and it was cool to hear hear that they're moving all their other team operations to Fort Lauderdale. That'll roll over big with the players, just like the Coyotes are going to go back to Scottsdale. Um, But it's cool to see that if you put a winning product out, you can attract people. And this is this is kind of the thing that we all knew. In a market like this, if the Coyotes get the arena where they need it, and they can they can build through the draft and have a, a competitive team, guys want to live here. It's just the truth of it. Sorry, Winnipeg. Sorry, Calgary. They want to live here. That's look. If you get to choose where you want to live, are you going to pick Winnipeg or are you going to pick South Florida or Phoenix? It's just yeah. Sorry, it's an obvious choice. Um, but back to Calgary, I wanted to make one other point uh, off of what you were saying with Brad and Huberdeau. I'm curious how these players are going to fit in Daryl Sutter's system. He's in the last year of his deal up there. I think Carter Verhage is a great fit. He's going to love him. He's going to use him a lot like he did with Drew Dowdy in L.A. But Jonathan Huberdeau, is a defensive liability. He is a poor defensive player. I'm curious how that is going to work with Daryl Sutter, who's not a patient coach and demands really good defensive structure. So those are going to be interesting storylines for me to watch up there as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, we have a few Coyotes notes to get to at the end of our show, but before we do, it's monday so you still have two days to plan your work day because we're going to be at four peaks brewery live on wednesday at 11 a.m so come do your work from four peaks take an early lunch um, come check us out on wednesday at four peaks brewing on eighth street we'll be there all day july 27th we're the first show at 11 but all of the phnx shows bets Suns, sun devils cardinals d backs all of them live all day sunday at four peaks brewing in tempe so come stop by we'll chit chat with you and you can watch our show live at four peaks so we hope you'll join us then um we love four peaks i was drinking i was in pine top over the weekend it was very nice weather enjoyed some four peaks and by the way i've been like really high on peach forever but the wow is like rising Thank as you my not new, that i
2: can drink it right now yeah
1: as my new favorite so maybe i'll have a peach and a wow on wednesday a beer for both of you since neither of you can drink <laughs> right. at four peaks um, i'll do yeah. it. I'll do it and just make sure that if you do drink, you can come to Four Peaks no matter what age you are. But if you're going to drink, you have to be 21 and older and enjoy responsibly. And also, we have another sponsor that Petey got really excited about before our show um, (laughs) that he didn't know that we had because he wasn't here on Friday. But we're super excited about our new sponsor foco um, the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles foco has got you covered with the best arizona merchandise they've officially licensed gear for men women and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to crocs Um, head on over to foco that's foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items use the promo code phnx for 10 percent off are you gonna what were you looking at on the website? I'm looking, before? i
3: there's You're I mean there's pajamas, there's like Zuba <laughs> lounge pants, there's poncho, I'm just, gnomes, bobbleheads, you name it. They've got coyotes logos on it, diamondbacks, cardinals, all your favorite teams. Honestly, I'm I get my 10% discount right when the show's over. I'm jumping on. Pewnie, you, you and me and Crocs for the next show. Oh but my god. Hundred percent. I'll I'll show up on my crocs. I got two pairs. I love those. I have a lavender pair and a tan pair. They're amazing.
1: One of them's
2: got the giblets on it and everything.
1: I need to tell you guys when I was like ten, I used to have a pair of Pittsburgh Penguins Crocs. They were like penguin branded crocs. Nice. So
2: my kids had crocs too. Yeah. They lived in crocs, but
1: they're very convenient. Adults in Crocs.
2: Uh, well, we think, can talk about that on another yeah. show. Maybe Friday, I'm it.
3: showing up in Crocs on Friday. <laughs>
1: that could be our topic for oh, Friday's no. show. Um, okay, a couple of quick coyotes notes before we head out. Let's start with the TED, as we love to call it, the Tempe Entertainment District. Craig.
2: I'm just curious. Like, I, I had some people telling me they were getting these text messages. I was getting these text I was messages. Not. Are you getting them? Mm-mm. Okay. The uh, opponents of TED are are coming out hard. They've been coming out hard with uh, emails and text messages saying 100 new dates means lots more noise and more traffic. Vote no. Tell the council to vote no on the Coyotes' proposal. Well, the Coyotes have biding, been biding their time, just as they did before that meeting when they pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Um, I expect their campaign to start in earnest this week. Everybody's back in the valley because... Yes, school starts this early in the valley, so the families are back. What Uh, I I think we're going to start seeing the Coyotes campaign roll out for Ted. Um, Again, I know people have asked me when I expect an announcement. This is a fluid story, but both the mayor and vice mayor on record saying they would they expect it to be decided by the end of the year, but by the holidays. But they hope to have it done even sooner than that by you know by the fall. We'll see. I've heard some estimates as soon as Labor Day. Who knows? Stay tuned. It's coming. It's going to happen both before the end of the year. We're going to know. And there's a lot of reasons to feel positive about this now. To me, it comes down to the financing. When they open up their books, Tempe looks and takes a look at, at the entire plan of this. And then, then we'll move forward.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, keep that in mind. Um, another quick Coyotes note, Louis Erickson, King Louis, looking to play in
2: Europe. Did not expect the reaction on Twitter that I got for that simple it. tweet of Louis Louis, who scored one goal for the Coyotes last year, but like last I looked, there were like twenty three. No, it was some some insane number, like two hundred thousand impressions on that tweet. It's like all over Sweden, all of you know, all over his previous NHL markets like Vancouver and Boston too. People have feelings about Louis Erickson for some reason. I can't. I you remember when we, we talked to Lawson Kraus about uh, Louis Erickson and his quote, which is something you'll never hear a player say about another player. Lawson said he's such a gentle soul. <laughs> I don't hear an NHL player say that about another NHL player. But when you meet Louis Erickson, you're like, yeah, it, it fits. He's he's just a yeah. he's just a kind person. So. I I think he made fans in a lot of places. He played well in some places, not so well in some other places, but it looks like he's going to be going back to Europe and he's going to try and continue his career there, most likely in Sweden, but he's also looking at opportunities in the Swiss League. All
1: right. And last note... Nothing new to report. We have to put this in because I'm sure Craig put this in the notes because he gets asked. Um, nothing new to report on contract talks for Barrett-Hayton or Lassen- Krauss um and Krauss's arbitration hearing set for August 8th. Like we've talked about before, it could get settled beforehand. We'll, you know, stay on top of that. And yep. anything that's to be reported on any of this stuff, it'll be... Craig Stories on GoPHNX.com. So be sure to become a member so you have access to the stories behind the paywall. You also get access to all of the great written content um, for all of your favorite Arizona sports teams. You can also join our members only Discord as a member. And be sure to check out the PHNX locker if you're if there's any students here going back to school and got some new get some new swag for the year. Um, check out the PHNX locker as well. So become a member today at go Any any final thoughts today? Before we head out,
3: Pete, where will you be the next time we talk to you? I, who knows? <laughs> I don't know any. I literally don't know anywhere. I'll, somebody along the way, I'm going to stop and sleep on a couch somewhere, okay. maybe in Nebraska. Hey, buddy,
2: if you need a place to crash, you know, yeah. we we got I'll, some space for you. Okay, just so you know, like, will <laughs>
3: be back in Arizona eventually.
1: Here, so, you know,
2: I, I got a couch for you. So.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> By the way, and this is a, this is my bad because Friday's show went long with our burger taste test and Saul joining the show spontaneously um but we had our hashtag competition for the season like what the hashtag should be for tank the tanker Two. and i've accumulated all of the submissions we're just going to discuss that on a later show maybe uh wednesday or thursday this week but i promise i haven't forgotten everyone so stay tuned for that but i have them all listed um so we'll get to that later our schedule is a little bit different this week um audio episode tomorrow like usual wednesday at four peaks live and then we're actually going to be live on thursday craig will literally be under the, under knife. the knife
2: maybe i'll um, send you some pre-op video guys yeah, perfect <laughs> hell P-wise. yeah In my sexy robe
1: <laughs> <laughs> we might not be able to post that craig <laughs> i don't know um so pd and i will be live on thursday and then we'll have an audio episode friday so a little bit of a shake up this week but just be sure to say, stay subscribed to the phnx sports youtube channel hit the notification bell so you never miss a show and also follow along wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review there if you haven't already Um, all of that's really helpful be sure to also follow phnx sports across all social platforms follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes we're uh kind of over the hump looking now toward 4,000 followers and maybe if we hit 4,000, pd will do many dances i don't many. know we need to we need to what do come i, up...
3: I got to do like we keep topping all this dance what, what am i supposed to what do what do, do you
1: mean you have to do a dance what?
3: i don't know what that means like do i get on tiktok dance like whatever what like what you want like on the yeah. well, point, guy on the commercial yeah if you want to just do a shimmy in your chair i'll take oh, it at yeah this point.
1: Literally,
3: oh, please. I'm, I'm back in the studio on Monday, but let's just get it done.
1: Okay. okay. Let's okay. just get it
3: done. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to get stock music because I know PHNX can't afford to get real music. So I got to get stock music. (laughs) Right?
1: Yeah, we can't pay the millions in licensing fees. pause.
3: (laughs) Maybe DP can drop a beat and we can just go. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. I knew he
3: could do it. DP could do literally everything from Buffalo. Oh, my
1: gosh. All right. Well, we'll be back with an audio episode tomorrow. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you again to George Richards, for his time. Great stuff. And we'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day.